you know, you know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we go on and you know, and I know, and they know, they know, cause we know, we go on and Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the newest edition of What You've Been Missing. It's your boy, K Dizzle DC. And to my left, right, I'll just, which depends on which way you're looking in the mirrors, my boy, Hef Streams. What up, Hef? What's up, K Dizzle? How you doing, bro? Look, man, we are, we are, yeah, we are doing the All Dressed Up podcast, episode 32. 32, that's my favorite number, man. What's the eyes of 32? Who's 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 numbers thirty two? I don't know. Magic Johnson. What Magic you Johnson's thirty two. That's why it was my favorite number because you know I played like Magic. I'm a favorite <laughs> <in the court. laughs> Boy, that was in the building. This man said he played like Magic Johnson. I hope it's just on the court, not off. The I court. didn't say hey, Magic Ma. Johnson. I said Magic. I was talking about Magic Jordan, the guy down the street. The guy- <laughs> Magic Jordan, right? <laughs> what up? What up? What up, man? Look, I'm excited. I'm an, I love it. I think we had a great week, even though my Eagles lost today and I fell asleep and said, GG, what's going on? We're gonna still talk a little about that Apex ghost that we be doing to me. But let's what happened? Forward. What happened to Apex? Oh man, we're not gonna talk about it. She she's the ghost of really, yeah, really magic. Really magic. Or so you don't want none man. of this. What up, big P? You, you don't want one none of the few dudes. Action. You wanted a few older dudes that said my game was like Magic Johnson's. I, I, I really hear that. Really hear that. I'm telling you, man, if you play ball with me, you've seen it before. You know how I distribute the basketball out there on the court. <laughs> I Look, see let's you, not make boy. this about me. What up, Melinda? Not, how you doing? We're not going to make this about you. What's going on? All right, man. Look, look. Episode look. 32, man. What are we getting into tonight? We'll be talking about a few things. We're going to uh, hopefully we get some, some chat interaction, man. That's the beauty about our show. We're live, right? Yes, indeed. So live if you direct. forgot... You know, we are live, and there's a there's a number to text in 301-857-1757 because you guys keep the show entertaining. We like to have some fun co- uh, conversations, and definitely join us tonight. But uh, what up? What up? Well, Joe's in the building. Everybody and their mama's in the building. I don't know what's going on tonight. It's probably because uh, we'll, we'll talk about that, Gigi, Ghost, Me, and Apex. But let's <laughs> let's get uh let's get rolling, man. Let's talk about these sports real quick, man. Let's I, talk about let's talk about it, man. I'm gonna let you go first with sports. I can't go. I can't go first because you know well, I'll, I'll, I'll take out. it with sports. Huh? Go ahead. I, I said I'll take it with sports. So here we go. Right? What up? What up? So with with the NFL, it's kind of going the way I thought it would go. You know, honestly, I thought the Washington Football Team might squeeze some wins out. They're not impressing me either way. They've squeezed two it's wins. Struggled two against wins. Atlanta, though. Hey, I, and that's why I'm not impressed, bro. Like, how can I be happy about that win? But they say in the NFL, a win is a win, right? Win is a win. They still it's counting that W column. But I'm not putting the money on the Washington football team to take us home this year, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, on the other hand, the Dallas Cowboys, they came out with a pretty impressive victory on an undefeated Carolina Panther team. I didn't really think the Carolina Panthers were – you know that that undefeated juggernaut. I thought they had a kind of kind of a soft schedule, so they got their first test with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys edged them out. 
and a high scoring affair. But what's up with your Eagles? I know you were sleeping, but you woke up. You tuned in. I woke up to 42 and 30. I know they lost to a good <sighs> uh, good Chiefs team. I know that the I I be the one one person to admit the Cowboys are a really good football team. They did go against the Panthers and lost um without uh without Christian McCaffrey, but they still are a good team, regardless of the fact. They played up Tampa Bay. They played everybody uh, really good. So we got to give big ups to where it is. Our team, we got a tough schedule. It is what it is. I think we play strong until we start getting our ass whooped, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. All it right, wasn't a whole man. bunch of clips for me to catch. So it's what it is. What up, D? What up, D? All right, so look, so as we, as, we, uh, as we hang out tonight, right, I know there's a, a special game on television right now if you're watching it in the background. Oh, I'm going to take – all right. So, so, so before I continue, before I continue, I was in my feelings earlier, right? And I see uh, Rod coming directly at me in the chat, and I appreciate you putting me on the spot because I waited three hours to get into a restaurant down in Miami for Chase Young to go in before me. This guy's out on the field in the middle of the circle like he's Ray Lewis. I ain't seen him get a sack in like three games. So all I'm saying is, look, I appreciate the vocal leadership, right? I really know he's a superior athlete, but I think, you know, he's got to make some plays. It's coming down to now your defense that you're leading out there on the field is giving up 30 points to the the Atlanta Falcons. That's a problem. Look, he knew he was getting into signing with the Washington Redskins. (laughs) I mean, he knew, he (laughs) know the whole team. He from here. He already know the love and hate situation. So he figured he can go in and make a difference. And you got to understand it's bigger than that. It's just like the Wizards situation. The The entire organization has to be reworked. Oh, please. It's what it is. Please and we'll don't just, bring those guys up yet. The season we'll just is leave, over. Look, look, leave that at that. Leave that at that. NFL's good this year. NFL's good. I got some nerve saying don't bring them up, and I got a Wizards hat on. <laughs> you got but that's because my eye is like halfway shut because I had a contact <laughs> lens issue, so I forgot I was wearing my Wizards hat. But look, so before we uh, move on from sports, right, um, you know, besides besides that, really nothing's too too big going on in sports. Besides, um, who's fighting next week? Deontay Wilder and Fury. I think they're coming up pretty soon. Are they fighting again? Yeah, they're fighting again. They're fighting for a third time. Um, I'm hoping that that Wilder definitely shows up and doesn't get beat up like he did the last fight. Uh, but we'll talk about <laughs> that later. But I want to give a shout out to a really good interview that I saw held on the Bleacher Report and on YouTube by um, Young Taylor Rooks. Uh, young woman she's one of the top uh, new sports reporters out in the game she had the opportunity to interview ai and al harrington mm-hmm. and they were talking about the destigmatization <clears throat> of marijuana usage and the players in the nba because if we nice. all know about ai's career um he was kind of known to be a bad boy and you know off the court and even still right. like being a bad boy because he smoked weed might not be as accurate as you think you know, nowadays, a lot of people who do smoke weed and play sports, they use that as a way to cope with the anxiety. Um, a lot of those sports put a lot of pressure on these guys. So, you know, medicinally, they found usage for marijuana to actually, you know, help them out. So the interview was interesting because me and you were talking before the show started how difficult it is for, you know, black people to really break into this industry mm-hmm. because it seems like everybody's always a step ahead. Um, look, man, they will call you a rebel now and later on they will call you a pioneer that's just how it works that's just how it works um you know ai was one of those people that 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 got that stigmatism as well as plenty others black people have always been getting that crazy label um we've always been disproportionately 
locked up and got longer sentences for marijuana usage or mar- just marijuana possession. Yeah. Now that the tables have turned and we want to legalize it and we get back to the point where we we found out in the 1800s that it was great for medicinal use. We want to let me say we they want to legalize it. The game has changed and it still hasn't changed for us. It's still harder for us to break into that, break into those markets and do those type of things and getting to those industries. But that's why I like the interview. That's why, not to cut you off, but that's why I like the interview so much because Al Harrington was talking about how he is um, heading the dispensary. I believe it's called Viola, and I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but um, if I'm if I'm mis- misquoting it, forgive me. But the fact that he got together with AI and they created a marijuana strain uh, based off of like a champagne flavor, and they're gonna market it, you know, calling it the um, I think the AI strain, and I think that's gonna be incredible. And that's definitely going to bang. So, so you know, shout out to those guys and looking forward to seeing where that can go. Shout out to the, shout out to the entrepreneurship in the marijuana industry. It's big. It's huge. Follow my own girl, Estro Hayes, Sarita Wright. And she's been, she's been in that industry for a long time, advocating for African-Americans to get in and get involved and giving out information. That's at Sarita Wright, S-I-R-I-T-A-R-W-R-I-G-H-T. I'll type it in the that's chat. Um, but yeah, good peoples and give you all the information that you need to know. But so with that being said, why don't you go into my lovely cousin who dropped a nice clever video? Your lovely cousin that dropped a nice video. I was I was surprised on this one, bro. Me so on you know, this. y'all know we always uh promote black business, and we've talked about artistry by Maya before, but she came out with some beautiful promotion because I was watching the show on Netflix, right? And it personally was uh catching my attention so before we play the video and i'm gonna talk about the show called squid game um here's an interesting media or marketing promotional idea that maya ran for her company which is a wonderful brow studio that's right over and i think it's like temple hills considered a, a, the clinton area and uh, she has a really nice studio but go ahead and check this video out <laughs> you guys, it. you guys are getting getting super smart with your stuff there. Artist by Maya at Instagram, uh LLC, beauty cosmetic personal care, brow specialist, brows. Get y'all mm-hmm. brows together, people. Y'all out here looking bushy and wild out here. But check her out on IG. Um, great stuff, great work, good peoples. It's your people's half. I'm I'm doing the promo for your people's half. Hey man, good. I appreciate the love, but yeah, that's that's my little cousin Maya. I can't really you know call a little cuz because she's a grown woman doing her thing. I mean, I'm really inspired by everything she's accomplished so far. Um, definitely, you know, not just because it's family, but she has great work. She's about her customer service. Uh, she's about you know quality quality work, and and that's how she's spreading yeah. the word by posting her work just like theirs. It's very it's very nice. Shout out to the brows and the baby here. I'm with it. What is you <laughs> the B and B's? The B and B's, man. You got to be right out here in these streets. Don't be looking. Boozle, so, yeah. Respect all you by Maya. Go by there, make an appointment, get your brows uh, snatched back. Tell her Hef sent you. Yeah. <laughs> get your, you just you said get your brows snatched back. <laughs> you see? Get your brows snatched back for the winter time. I don't know what brows I have. <laughs> I'm going to give a shout-out to the homie, man, London Royce Cricket, my man Marcel Love, a black man doing a cricket-themed uh, apparel wear, which is wild, man. It's just going crazy in the, in the uh, in Europe. 
but you can go ahead and grab you some apparel, man, that's here. And people will be asking, like, what the hell are you? Who's London Royce? Who's Cricket? Don't go, don't talk anymore. Say, man, look, you're supporting back business because I know you don't that's know about right. cricket. Y'all don't know about cricket. If you look it up, you probably fall asleep. I watched a couple games, I've fallen asleep, but then and then I start watching a little more. It's all right. It ain't my cup of tea, but I'm gonna support the homie because the shirt like this is dope. The people who looked at that, they don't know what it is. You, you look like you got on some premium gear, which it is. So shout out to the homie London Royce. It looks good though, man. LondonRoyce.com. Um, check him out on Facebook. London Royce, like I said, good. black man, black man doing this thing, getting it, getting this thing going, man. So look, black businesses for the for the uh, for the win. We back on it. We we doing what we're supposed to do, man. Hey, what's next on it? Talk about your rant, Heffalump. All right, so again, <laughs> um, I just I just had a few a few things uh caught my attention with your boy R. Kelly this past week, right? Uh. And you know, I don't want to sit here like I'm gonna go and kick a, and kick a man while he's down because that's definitely not my intention, right? That's not my style. I really don't enjoy sitting here talking about R. Kelly in his light. But <laughs> on the flip side, I can't I can't sit back. And honestly, like, I was watching the Realities podcast. Shout out to the girls. You know, they do a wonderful job. I was uh, checking them out around 630 tonight. And Ray was talking about how she still steps in the name of love and all that good, you know, stuff. And it's all funny. But me personally, I'm not rocking with R. Kelly. Because at this point, I think the the proof and the evidence is there. And I'm not saying it's my opinion to judge that man and what I say goes. I'm just speaking, and this, these are my thoughts, right? This, this is how I feel. Uh-huh. I just can't support that guy because at a certain point, you got to take accountability for what you did to a large group of women, especially young black women. <clears throat> and to see these women, you know, not have the protection the protection that they deserve to protect them against this man. And, and unfortunately, a lot of their parents were even not necessarily behind it, but they were naive to the situation. And for those women that not have the proper protection, you can't really blame them for, you know, taking those years of still being in defense of him and, you know, playing the games that they did to keep him free. So I just I just wanted to say, you know, my rant or some of my thoughts that I had was, you know, just be careful and supporting certain people, especially like people like him, because I think that's a real terrible situation at the end of the day. Hey, okay, so I'm going to go with the unpopular opinion. Which is, um, you know, I will still listen to R. Kelly music because this the, the my whole idea on music is this: when you hear music, uh, music is usually associated in certain times in your life when you go through certain things, or certain emotions, or certain situations. And when you hear that song as you get older, that brings you back to those memories. Now, he didn't get charged with no pedoph- pedophilia charges. He got charged with a rack of stuff. Um, Nothing about it is good. I will and I, and say I'm not that 100%. Sit here and judge each charge that he got. I'm just no, no, yeah, on a but, but, but nothing about it is good. In the same era as I will still continue to listen to Rick James, even though he hit Charlie Murphy with five fingers to the face. You know, what I'm saying he, he hit Charlie. Oh Murphy. my! Crack cocaine. He uh, the same way that uh, all these other people. Um, that's not parallel okay how, well well look this is what we're doing right now we are putting we're, we're putting levels uh, levels of sin or levels of bad de- bad deeds 
and and placing them on certain pedestals. Well, you can do this, but you can't do this. You can do this, but you can't do that. And if you do this type of thing, then, you know, we can no longer listen to you. We can no longer advocate for whatever you did in life. You're out. Right. Same way that um, uh, we talk about the white folks talk about Pete Rose all the time. Right. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose should do this, do that, and the other. But Pete Rose better on the game, right? And they don't put him in. He got charged with racketeering, sex trafficking. It sounds like pimp shit to me. That's what <laughs> Arizona Ron says. I can I can concur with that. Um, and like you said, there were parents that were complicit during this whole process. So he's not the. There were people that were complicit with allowing the behavior to happen. Because of who he who he was, and because of the status that he was. But at, at the end of the day, like you know, because I brought this this topic up, unfortunately, in my opinion, it comes down to the victim and the the identity or the average identity of his uh, his victims were common. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the majority of them, they couldn't defend themselves. So I just think it's unfair that we that we still can go out here and celebrate. And I know I'm coming off like a. Uh, old grumpy man right now but honestly like that's just my opinion about the situation yeah like i said and we're all entitled to what we enjoy what we listen to and what we um sup- what we put ourselves through so if you can't listen to it and that's all you think about it, i get it 100 110 i get it you know the same way i look at it same way i look at a knife i think about halloween <laughs> same way i look at a kitchen knife i think about halloween i just associate it with with my man over there. So same way I look at, you know, a certain set of knives or, you know, some, you know, Freddy, Friday thirteenth. I look at a hand with knives <laughs> on it. I associate certain things with certain instances and situations. So um I get it. hundred and ten percent. You know, R. Kelly's a tough subject for the black community. We still we we so split on what we should do, what we should not to do. I just I just don't feel right taking that Taking, I believe I can fly from all them young kids who get inspired. <laughs> all right, then. So I had to conclude my rant on R. Kelly. <laughs> Wait, Kay, what's in your mind? You know what? I don't even. I don't even know if I have a rant for this week, man. I don't so even know you if think I have about, a rant for So, this what week. you think about the video I asked you about earlier that I Which saw? Um, I don't know where I saw it. Somewhere on social media. Uh, if you guys weren't familiar with uh, Amarion. The old uh, R&B singer, uh, you know, it, it, I just thought it was kind of interesting because of the way it went down. Uh, his former best friend slash band member, Lil Fizz, publicly apologized to him on stage for, I guess, whatever went and transpired between him and Omarion's baby's mom. I'm just curious and just was wondering, like, where do they do this at? Like, when does this become a thing? Or is it not a thing? Is this just some random crazy shit? That celebrities do. Well, first off, you got to be careful with your celebrity name because you got to live with that shit. Uh, <laughs> you're a grown ass man. They calling you Lil Fizz. I, you know, I feel a certain type of way. I, you know, you walk into a Walmart, hey, Lil Fizz. It's just it don't it don't fit. But secondly, you said it. Nick Cannon, Lil Fizz, apologizing for a uh, publicly. For messing with Omarion's ex, that in itself is some petty shit. That in itself mm. is is totally uncalled for, and is just an attention getter for one. It's a cringeworthy video, man, to see like your man's on stage, like telling you how much I loved you, and I ain't mean to do that. Like I don't think that was the time or place for that conversation. Like Arizona said, I could have never done it anyway. 
Well, well, he on that. He on that. Uh, what was um, Raven Simone's uh, dude? What was her um, her uh, co star on her show that went crazy? Oh, that was man. like I'm gonna be like, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember his name. Oh, was just his, uh, Orlando Brown. Orlando, he, he on Orlando some Orlando Jones Brown shit. Yeah, he on some Orlando Brown shit. You you in a situation <laughs> where you probably high as hell and you doing something you shouldn't be doing in a public guy, but it is what it is. First, let's get to the rant. Then, are you should you ever in any situation be dating your best friend's ex? Mm. Hell no, <laughs> hell no. And this is no. And, you mean you mean your your? Could you date your girl's ex, exes? Your, your girl's ex. You said your best friend's ex. Right, right. Yeah, best friend's right. ex. Your best friend's ex. Hell no. Now. I'm going to say this coming from a situation where um, I'm married to <laughs> one of my best friend's exes, but it don't count because it was so long ago. And what I mean by that is... Oh, what'd you say? Say it again? You heard what I said. No, I'm I didn't. What'd you say? My, I'm married to my best friend's ex, but it don't count because it was like elementary school shit. Okay? Oh, shit. Exactly. Exactly. But if you... If you a grown ass man and you out here dating your ex, your best friend's ex, or your best friend's your ex baby mama, that's his grounds for termination, bro. You just you there's no there's no three strikes in that rule, uh, in this in this work relationship or, or work work friend relationship. Nah, you don't do that. No. Yeah, I don't no, see how that goes no. down. It's, it doesn't even get that deep for me. Like I don't understand how you had a conversation. You know, when's the first time she comes around and he comes around in the opposite situation where it's cool? Like that's a that's an awkward because yeah, yeah oh no, she gives him extra the exactly, bro, exactly. You just don't you mm. know because now that puts the seed in. Well, what the hell was going on when you were around exactly. and we were together? And so now that just breeds an entirely different situation of of trust issues going forward. You there's never, no way. There's never. no way they can possibly go forward nope. and not have those thoughts, man. It's just, nope. it's just not possible. No, you don't do it. It's it's negative. So no, the the mere fact that he's on stage doing that type of shit and the fact that it happened, everything everything about that situation is toxic. Hundred percent. So let's get off that rant and get off that one. So, um, hey, real quick, Arizona, let me know how I sound too because you made a comment about my, um, audio quality. <laughs> And I appreciate you, bro. So let me know if I sound different. I'm on a new microphone this week. <laughs> so let's slide over and talk about your boy, though, man. Cool. The, the, the he don't believe in Eurocentric opinions and thoughts. This is kind of an old topic, but he's been uh, popping lately. And I, and I wanted to ask a question to the chat. And I hope we still got a lot of our women still here. What's up, Sinead? How you doing, baby? Um, What do you think about or do you think that this is a double standard, right? What's that? M- men who have multiple kids by multiple different women versus the opposite of women having multiple kids by multiple different men. In my opinion, I've never really seen a woman get away with that type of situation. When I say get away with, without being criticized, um, you don't even really see or hear about a lot of women really positively in that light but when it comes down to men from what i've seen and i'm gonna keep it real like a a man really doesn't get frowned upon if he's successful or if he shows he's getting that money like he could probably afford you know that type of situation but 
what do you think? Is it a is it a double standard? Is it a bad look? No, nah, ain't no double standard. It's just um, yeah, trifling. Straight. Up. I mean, I mean, straight up. But Nick Cannon no, was Nick no Cannon said he don't believe a man should be with just one woman. Well, that's his beliefs. That and that's and and by his by his history, you can see that he fundamentally believes in that by having seventy four children by seventy three <laughs> different women. Who I mean, and in turn, the women that are um, the women that are taken by him understand that, and they already know. If if you look, if you're a woman in this day and age, and you meet Nick Cannon. And he coming at you, you are you already know the situation. You already say, "Hey, let me get this check right quick and, get, and keep it moving." You're not going in with the ideas of of matrimony or anything else like that because he's already made it clear. So if you if you already get involved with Nick Cannon for whatever reason, for whatever situation, you see him and he comes at you as a woman, you know what you're getting into. You, you're but there to get that it, check. But why does it seem like he gets away with it though? He don't get away with it. He just do what he do. You know what? You know why it may seem that way because he's open and honest about what he's doing, and and you can't be and that, mad that at him. Takes away from people more that so takes, crying into that it. That takes right. That deflates the entire argument against him. So you can say, "Oh, you having all these women, all these babies by different women." He'd be like, "Yeah." What you gonna say to that? Yeah, he's smooth with it, man. Like you know, the dude definitely moves and and shakes the way he wants to. And I've seen a lot of people try to do it, and he's been one of the smoothest by far. That man got a TV show on Fox in the afternoon. I turned the TV on by accident. Congratulations to Nick Cannon. Congratulations to Nick Cannon. He, he always going to find a way. You know, but, Mariah but Carey the, and everything else. The, the, but on bro, the flip side, could a woman do bro. that, though? Huh? Could a female do that? Could a female do that? Could Oprah, could Oprah come on here? What would you think about Oprah if she had five baby daddies, but she was still Oprah? Oof, oof. It's different. It's different because unfortunately, you know, on the on the on the parenting side, it is lopsided. Men get away with it more than women because the woman is usually is the one that has to take care of the child. The man only goes in and, and provides financial support. So it is different, hella different for the woman on that end. And it is unfair. Definitely it's unfair. Now, if a woman did it on her side, she she knows what she's getting into. She knows what she wants to do, she don't want to do. The woman has more control over the situation than the man does. Because a woman can say to make the choice to not have the child or just have the child. So they they possess that power in itself. And if they decide to have that child and they know what they're doing is going to get them more children, same way, more power to them. Hands down. But I don't know. I just don't think I don't think Oprah would still fly above the radar of having five different baby daddies just because of that double standard. No, nah, she write a you book about saying? it. She write a book about it. It'd be in a book club. <laughs> be a book club. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, uh, the secret three. How to have how to have multiple babies and and be successful, you know, as a single as a single woman in the uh in this second century. She'll figure out a way to monetize it. There's no way. No way Oprah gets away with whatever she wants. Period. Period. I think Oprah is Oprah is what Martha Stewart wanted to be. <laughs> right. She's what Martha Stewart wanted to be. Martha yeah, Stewart man. was just too hot though. She was just she hot. Was too hot with it. And I think she pissed some she pissed some dudes off that uh <laughs> that did. so 
but yeah, man, let's let's um speaking of that, how many people in the chat have watched Squid Game? Speaking of that, that interesting commercial that was made, how many of y'all have watched Squid Game? At least one episode. If you watch one episode of Squid Game, type seven in the chat. <laughs> I need to see that because well, come through and say what you thought about it. Because I had nightmares when I watched that shit. You had night <laughs> that that show, like for me, it was intense, man. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you had a chance to really watch it. I have, I have, uh, I have watched in and out probably like six episodes. Yeah, so, man, I gotta so, say, uh, if anybody has watched Squid Game, I'll go more into it this episode to talk about at least one or two of the scenes that got me because it really left me like kind of looking at the TV screen like, damn. Like one of those shows that when the credits hit, you're like, damn. Well, see, here's the, here's the thing, and I'm so excited for the mere fact that um, Asian, Asian uh, television. Well, what is it first? Tell people who haven't seen it yet. Okay. The chat, right. the chat, right. the chat sleeping on has watched it. Basically, they go out and they recruit a bunch of people to play in a game, and the game is the game bunch is of Koreans. Either, a bunch of Koreans. Either you, if you win or you die. That's the only way that the game works, and they go through different different types of exercises. Most of them kids games, but different type of exercises. Um, and people are people are like dying on the spot, and it's it's crazy. But the, but the thing about it is, all the people are people who have it really rough on the street. They're in severe exactly. Debt. Exactly. They don't really have too much to live for, so they're desperate. And yeah, the thing about the games, whoever's holding these secret games, they have these these weird set of rules. Like you can honestly have a group vote, and if the majority wants to leave the game, they'll let them leave. And that actually mm-hmm. happened in the in the series. They had a group vote after one game. You tell them parts. Tell them parts. Uh-huh. Are you telling parts? Of, you telling right, parts well, of episodes, man? Come on. Spoiler alert! Shit, Spoil- it's, it's like, <laughs> the whole season's on Netflix. It ain't like this, you know. You get yeah, I catch up after you spoil it. <laughs> but my whole point is, like I said, like you know, the, the trauma behind it. Like I've never seen that many people get their head bust in one series. Yeah, like it was wild. literal headshots. It's wild, super wild, um, super wild. But it's it's good if you get a chance. I'm like I said, I am I'm excited that Korean Asian television is getting a spotlight um, because I've been watching anime forever. I am a big anime fan um, and Asian Korean uh, television, so this type of this type of uh, TV I'm used to it because the shock and awe you find in all the other type of Korean or Asian or Japanese um, TV and film. So, but it's well, really what's good. good about it is like you don't even realize that they're talking off sync. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you don't even realize that they're not even really speaking English. So, oh, so you watch. The, you watch the dubbed, not the subbed. Yeah. Got you. Got you. I watch, I only watch the sub. Period. Yeah. Only watch the sub because the, the dictation in the language makes it a whole lot better for me. Uh, the Asian part. All right, is, man. You ain't got to be I'm making me feel that. bad because you all got your dubs and subs and shit. No, bro. I watch the Squid Game and that shit is serious business, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Watch and, Squid Game, man. Go check yeah. it out. Watch Squid Free Game. promo. Free promo for Squid Game, man. Shout out to Netflix. Pick us up. All right, so <laughs> where are we going in this deep dive, my man? All right, deep man. Dive. So, you know, we talked about a lot of things, and we were going over a few uh, topics that we wanted to take it a little further or expound on. And um, I was just thinking about, like, when is too much too much, right? 
Like a lot of us do a lot and we have very busy lives, you know, in today's uh, what do you think about Kyrie not getting vaccinated? I'll get back to you on that, P, because a lot of people aren't getting vaccinated and you're starting to become, you know, a, a whole Outlier. different type of per Exactly. So that's Rogue a little political, games. but, you know, uh, what I was talking about, though, before P came through with the Kyrie question of the night is when it's too much, too much, like it could be anything. It doesn't have to always be, you know, the typical vices or the addictions, but, you know, when when do you talk too much? You know, when are you when are you just doing too much, uh, you know, when it comes to whatever your significant other doesn't want you to do? When are you doing too much of that? When is it time to, you know, get out of your old ways? Um, like, so let's throw it out there to, to the gang and, and everybody that follows us every night. Like, what would you say you do too much of? Let's just be ooh, honest. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What would you say, Kate Dizzle, you would have to cut back in your life? It could be anything that you think you just do too much of. Fuck. And if you took it back, you would find ways to make your life better because you know doing too much of it is a detriment, but you still do it. Work. Work's the easy <laughs> answer, bro. <laughs> Work's the number one answer, Alex. You, you already know. You already know. Fucking work. Um, all right. Now, like, if you had to really, like, look in the mirror and say, like, what do I do too much of? Some people might say, look. I might I might drink too much in a week or, you know, mm -hmm. I might be on social media too much and I can't, you know, do what I got to do. Like, what, what are some of your things that you wish you can cut back on? Fuck. I mean, that because, you know, you know, you already know, I you know, I for for those that don't I have two full time jobs. OK, three, three uh, full time entrepreneurship businesses, you know, a podcast and I'm I'm doing way too much i think like i said work is the thing i will pull back on and try to find put that time into other things like family sleep <laughs> and um family sleep and um yeah yeah family and sleep you know it's kind of like um it's funny that we talk about when it's too much too much and y'all see me sipping on this mountain dew right one thing you don't realize is <laughs> <laughs> and I said this to him earlier. Like these, I found the taller. These are the taller uh, size Mountain Dews. If you see, a normal can won't fit between your hands like that. You got yeah, usually those like hands that. are not that small. So, it's, it's the so, can. <laughs> fuck you. So um, these are just enough to piss you off, right? Just enough to say, "Damn, I want some more." But sometimes this should be all that you need in order for you to get by in the taste that you're trying to desire. Sometimes we is we is Americans um, do too much, eat too much. Our portions are always oversized um, because we're excessive in all that we do. That makes me think about that time they said, like, you can close your eyes and eat until you're full, and you'll yeah. be surprised at how much is left on your plate, right? Yeah, it'd be a it, yeah, absolutely, one hundred ten percent. I think, like I said, my thing is, you know, what is too much, too much, and that's that's truthfully. If I'm looking at everything right now, what I'm doing is work. Um, you have some people that don't have control over their tongue that like to, that, that like to push buttons or talk too much or, um, or say certain things or, or say too much in a situation. And they don't realize that that could be the end all and the cause all to a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships that they have. Um, I think there are some people, uh, my wife is one of those who 
give of themselves too much. Mm. They um they they expend themselves out to help too many people too much and don't leave any room for themselves to just to just be or just, See, I didn't, just I didn't know you take mine man I didn't know your wife had something in common with me along that along yes. that regard. Yes, some you got to be able to understand to say no to certain things in certain times. You can't always be there for everybody. You can't always do things for everybody. It's a great point. Um, and I'm I'm looking at myself right now too because you asked me the question is, um, I when I say work, I need I mean narrow the things that I am doing. Maybe I need to cut some things out. Uh, do maybe one three things and in, instead of five. Maybe I need to do two things instead of three just so that I can be more effective in the things that I am doing so I don't give it an ass. See? Mm. There it is, Erica. There, my issue is taking on other people's problems and trying to solve them. And, and that's what I'm, I'm glad that she went there, Kay, not to cut you off again, but I'm glad that Erica was honest about it. And that's kind of why I wanted to throw the topic out there tonight. Like, we talk about being honest and yeah. being open about things like, before you go deeper, Kate, because I kind of wanted to touch on it too. Like I tend to believe I care too much mm-hmm. and I care way too much about what other people think. And I can honestly say that, you know, a lot of people have a superhero power, in my opinion, of not giving a fuck. Yes. And to me, like that's a, that's a power because to not really worry about what you're doing and how other people think of you can be very strong when it comes to being a creative, when it right. comes to, you know, wanting to do things on your own because a lot of people, if you take other people's opinions too serious, before you even get halfway to taking the first step to your dream, mm-hmm. it can be shut down because of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, people... and caring too much about other people's feelings are just like, it's something that I honestly want to do less of. Yeah. And Ron said, Ron said doing better isn't always going hard. It's sometimes about finding balance. Absolutely. But you, you got to remember what, what doing better, what doing better means to you. What does... How do you define doing better? Um, do you do you define that based on someone else, someone else, and where they are, or do you find that based on where you are now versus where you're trying to go? But but let me answer your question with a question because you say you you've been feeling like you work too much. Are you are you doing this for a specific goal? Are you doing? Are you scheduling all this? For, like, what are you scheduling all this for? Not it's to put all you for it, no no no. You, I thank you. It's all for a specific goal. I'm working towards um um i'm working towards a certain level of freedom you know what i'm saying so i'm putting my effort and energy into multiple things that can create not only um that can create passive income so which will allow me to do other the other things that i enjoy such as this podcast such as such as my music the things that fulfill me um spiritually versus having to report and do things and and give my time for a certain amount of money that way it'll allow me to do the things that'll provide me with better fulfillment so um, so you feel like you have to do all that at one time i i feel like that i have to do the necessary now in order to get there later you know what i'm saying financial freedom is the goal not just financial freedom but um time freedom is the goal if you get what I'm saying. So if you can, if we can set it up to a certain point, which will, which will free up my time to allow me to do the other things, the more important things, which is 
build build stronger relationships and be more present, then then yes, that's what I feel like I need to do now in order to get where I need to go. Now, if it requires me to continue down this path for another year, two years, three years, and it, and it gives me fifteen years of freedom, then it's a hundred and ten hundred and ten thousand percent worth it. Like Snake said, you need to make money in your sleep. That's that passive. Do you have to? But do you have to have financial freedom to achieve your ultimate peace of mind? Financial freedom won't give me peace of mind. Okay, more money, more problems. Financial freedom won't give me peace of mind. It will put me on the path to to peace of mind. The peace of mind comes when um, when you're doing the things that you're loving every day without fail, no exception. Am I doing some? I'm doing things I like. I'm not doing the things that I love. If I can, if I can put more time into the things that I love, then I'll be a lot better. I'll, I'll feel a lot better than the same. But so. see, that's that's what that's what I think about every day. And you know, it's interesting because you work a lot of hours, and we talk about how many hours we both work, and it takes away from doing the things that ultimately we want to do. So we do all this now to basically set us up in our minds to have more time to do it later, right? To yep. do what we want to do later. Yep. But the the scary dark side of that is you never know if you're going to get to that point to where you're going to have all that time to bask in from all the effort you put out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the balance that I think Arizona was talking about. Yeah, because, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. But we don't know what. <laughs> I, here's, the, here's the funny thing about that, because you said that's the scary part. You know, what if, because you're essentially don't... saying you're putting in you're busting your ass right now. Yeah, because essentially you can. Mm-hmm. Because you're capable of it, while mm-hmm. right now you can to have the fruits of your labor later, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's the point. Like I will pray and hope that everything you do works out for the best, and for everybody else that does that, including myself, because that's why we work twelve hours. Right. I don't think that we would go work a sixty-hour work week if we thought that this was the last time we would have an opportunity to do something with our lives. You know what I'm saying? Well, if somebody told you you have forty-eight hours to live. I doubt you're going to punch the clock for 24. No, fuck that. I wouldn't punch it for 40, 48. So when is work too much? When is work too much? Uh, when is it too much? It's deep, right? That's a good topic. And that's why I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Well, when is it When is it too much? It's too much when it starts affecting your health. Every Maybe time me and you talk on the phone, we're at work. <laughs> we're at Personally. work or on the way to work. Right. You know, I'm either you know I'm I'm leaving one job, going to another job. We either at work or leaving or on the way on the way to another job. So, the one of the things that you that you said that kind of touched me was you know having the fear of whether or not it'll it'll pan out or we'll have the time later on. Yeah, when it's all you think about, you know, uh, when it starts when it starts really affecting your health or when it's all you think about. When you bring um, it home, you gotta take you gotta pause and take a step back. Now I do work a lot, but there are times when I'm at work and like, you know what, I need to I need to leave now and go to sleep, or I need to rest. Or there have been some days where I say, you know what, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just staying home. I'm staying, you know, or I'm taking the kids out, or we're gonna do something as a family. Well, you have to take that mental rest and take your time out and get your get your life back center. Um but the thing you said, like I want to get back to it, is the fear of whether or not it'll pan out or it'll will make it to the fruits of your labor. You have to be able to learn 
how to, like you said, you got to learn that fuck it bone in your body because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is if you really want to break, break it down to reduce it to the ridiculous is we don't know if we're going to wake up tomorrow. So for me that to, to take that approach and worry about what may or may not ever happen, um, may or may not ever happen would be absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to me because it may or may not ever happen. So the only thing I can do is to keep doing what I believe I need to do and for me to get there. Now, there was a very, 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 very terrible movie with Will Smith and his son. Uh, who remembers the name of that movie? Where they got, it was after, I think it was After Earth. I where him, After Earth. Huh? Was no, I no, no, no. It was, it, it, was, it, was, it was him and his son, Will Smith and Jaden Smith. It was just him, them two in the whole freaking movie. It was, what was the name was of the movie. I am Legend. No, that wasn't I am Legend. That was Will Smith by itself. Will Smith and Jaden Smith. Uh, right, I think it was After Earth. Earth. Okay. So in After Earth, right, there is a line in After Earth. Please go look this YouTube clip up. Okay. Yes, they lived in the forest. After Please Earth. go look this YouTube clip up. Okay. Where where Will Smith breaks breaks down fear. Um and he says, fear is not real. It's the imagination of things that may or may not ever happen. So for you to believe, you know, for you to have fear is 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 almost the de- definition of insanity. You got to you know, go. It's funny you it. say that because uh, Sinead tells me the story about Will Smith off of what you just said, right? Really quick. Uh-huh. Um, he had talked about a real life situation of him, I think, leading up to like going to go skydiving for the first time. Mm-hmm. or bungee jumping and he said that in, in his real life he was like the whole fear that he experienced was what he thought about leading up to the actual bungee yep jump. yep so you know let me so read, that's that's deep man let me read this quote please let me read this quote and listen to every word that i am telling you if i don't do nothing else in this life sweet baby jesus if you take this quote and internalize it, it will change your life it says fear is not real The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future. It is the product of our imagination causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Near insanity. It's, I mean, bars. What are you talking about, Eric? It's bars. Yeah, but if you want to take it further, bro, I mean, that's just reality in general. It's what you project. It's bars, man. I look go skydiving once in your life, a hundred and ten percent. I have you heard what all, I said I though. Plans to do it. Go skydiving. It will change your it will change the aspect of how you look at life on a on a molecular level. But I know we talk about we we getting way off topic. You know, when is when is too much too much? I didn't even get to answer ask you that question now. When is too much too much? Man, like I said, once once you start realizing that you are being totally driven away from your purpose. And that's what I think we always have to look within ourselves to figure out is like, what is our purpose of being here? Why do we get up and do what we do every day? Right. Mm-hmm. And when that too much is taken away from your purpose, what fulfills you, like you said earlier, I think that's when it's too much, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Because at that point, what you want to focus on and what you're supposed to be doing with your life and your time, you're no longer doing it and you're off your path. Mm. Because you're doing too much of the bullshit or too much of what's just taking you or to turn you away from, like I said, your purpose. 
Mm. And ultimately, I think that in hindsight of being 35 and what I've gone through, I think that the more happier that I am is when I'm working on things that I believe is for my purpose. I don't like my time to be driven away from what I want to do for too long because I start to feel like I'm being robbed. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my bar. I might not be spitting too too hard tonight, but no, that's more than enough. I think some of y'all think too much. When yeah. it's too much, too much. Some of y'all think way. I definitely too think much. too much. You overthink situations. You overthink choices. Uh, we usually when the, the the crutch is when you have a choice, you begin to think about the possibilities versus making the decision. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You stop thinking about you start thinking about the possibilities uh of of what if it fails or what if it doesn't work, right? I mean it gets to a point to where it's like, so what? Like I told you that me and you were putting together not like you know, me and you talked about putting together like, you know, a, a another rap city type version of a show, mm-hmm. right? And you and I talk about ideas all the time. And you woke me up to a, like a text message with Big Tigger, you know, saying that he was coming yep. back with Rap City. And I start laughing and I say, man, I don't give a fuck. Because it's in the atmosphere. The idea for it was back you know? in the atmosphere, which means it's a positivity to it. But here's the it's thing, though, bro. It's like, you know, so what? Like, even if I fail or we fail at doing something or if this podcast doesn't necessarily quite, you know, take off like we plan to, like, it's all in the journey. You know what I'm saying? That's all in the experience, man, in my opinion. It, you got to remember, too, that we didn't we didn't start this for us to be a, a massive, huge hit. We started it because we knew it was something that we wanted to do, something that we love to do. And, and, and we've been fortunate enough to have the same six people come every week. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Every I week. Appreciate it. And, and you know what? Truthful, for me, for me, that is enough. That is more than enough. That just means that, hey, maybe I'm doing something right. And if whatever knowledge or information and talk conversation that will happen, if it helps somebody along the way, and if they take that and they go to work and have those conversations that we're having, it goes to somebody else, that we know that we're doing what we're supposed to do. And all we got to do is keep keep following that path and doing it. But um, another part of when too much is, how do you know when too much is too much? Quality over quantity. When too much is too much. Um Ooh, Lord. Well, what do you well, what do you do when Talk you know it. when you know it's too much, okay? And you gotta look at yourself and say, look, I know I'm doing this too much. Cause I've had that moment too. Like from a personal standpoint, I've like, you know, said, you know what, I gotta I gotta stop doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? And it can be anything, man, but you know it. Like the best person who knows you is you. Right. In my opinion. So like what do you do when you know you're doing too much of that vice or whatever it is that's to turn you from, you know, being successful or being the best husband or the best wife or the best father or the best mother? Hey, hey, what's, Ronald, up? what's hey, up, Miss Ronald? What, what do you do, Kay? Um, what are the first steps, man? At, at, at all of us in this chat and all of us who are watching tonight, right, can say they've had that moment to where they said, you know what, I got to cut that back, right? Well. Whatever you're doing, when you know too much, too much, the first thing is acknowledging it, acknowledging it and accepting that it's, it's too much, whatever that it is that you're doing. The second part of, of it is um, understanding what triggers that. 
when you're but when you're going too far what triggers for you to move too far into that into that into that realm or whatever it may be and the third part is um replacing it with something else meaning like um meaning like uh if you know that you're if you know that you're in an argument right you talking with your significant other your boyfriend your, your husband your wife whatever and you feel yourself going down that aisle with using something to trigger them that you know is going to send them send them off right. the deep end. Um, replacing that with something with either walking away or saying, you know what, I need to stop, or 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 doing something else that moves you from that from that aspect. Everything everything when we talk about um, our what we do is falls into the category of a habit. And that's part of the habit habit loop. If you if you look up Charles Duhigg, he'll tell you the cue, the routine, and reward. We all do things um, unconsciously. We, yeah, we're all creatures of a habit. We do things unconsciously. Uh, we put we put our our leg in. We put our right leg or our left leg in first. We don't know why. We just do it because it's habit. Um, and our our emotions and our reactions and our um, the things that we do on a regular basis are all built on that. And the first thing to do is acknowledging it, um, understanding what triggers it, and figuring out how to replace it with something else. Um, and that's how you combat doing too much. And you also got to be careful, too, because there are people that acknowledge it, understand it, and embrace it. And those people are usually very toxic because they figure, all right, this is who I am. This is who I plan to be. <laughs> and they too. just have that that innate ability to just be as toxic as they want to. And don't care because they accept it, whatever it is, as a truth for them to uh, unbreakable truth for it to be who they are. And so you got to be wary of that as well. But but knowing yourself, if you know the better you know yourself, the better off you are at being uh, a better person, uh, figuring out how to be a better person and also a better person to the people that are around you. So um, you just got to be able to identify. And I think, like you said, you know being able to make a decision because at a certain point, you know yourself best. And when you're doing something to that regard, that's going to take you, you know, down, down a bad path or a direction. Like you just got to keep it real. Like sometimes the crazy part that you touched on that shot me was how you said some people become content with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the flip side to it. Like there's a level of people who want to improve and do better, but then mm-hmm. there's still that, that level of people that if you fall for it, they're going to trick you to go right back down with them again. <laughs> so yep. you got to be careful. I think that was an excellent point that you brought up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to you you watch out for the people. Every time we get into a conversation, we get to a really deep conversation. And always people, if you don't recognize, it always goes back to looking in the mirror and looking inward. Because you got to understand nothing happens to you without you making a decision first. Nothing. Everything is about how you react to what happens around you. Uh, and based on that reaction, based on that that um, what you do after it happens, I'm telling you, it's like a domino effect. It's a huge domino effect. Somebody spits, prime example, somebody spits in your face, right? Somebody spits in your face. If you punch them, if you punch them and knock them the hell out and it's on camera, <laughs> right? It's on camera. You have lost your job. You're getting locked up. Blah blah blah, because nine times out of ten people didn't catch the spit in the face. But if somebody, if you spit in your, somebody spits in your face, and you walk away, right, and nothing else happens after that, 
it just happened and you moved on with your life. You understand what I'm saying? Do you get that? Now you lost me a little bit in the end. See, see, because look, because first thing you say is somebody spit in my face, they disrespecting me, they getting their ass knocked out. Point blank. Right? That's 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 the easiest way I can break it down to you. But that's like, you know, my, my parallel to it before you go. It's <laughs> like come on, Al. Come on, it's, Al. It's like I know you want to knock him out. Every day I show up five minutes late. Right? <laughs> Every day I show up five minutes late. <laughs> Fuck that job, right? <laughs> Every day I say I'm gonna get there when I get there. But look, I tell myself I want to be on time, right? I gotta open the store. But <laughs> that's funny. But I still take the same path in the morning, no matter how long it takes to do whatever my steps are to get ready, right? I still leave the door, get in the car, and drive into that traffic up the same you know, ramp on the same highway and sit in the same pattern to arrive five minutes late. When all I'm saying is it comes to a certain point when I got to look at myself in the mirror and say, look, I got to stop this. I got to stop this. I got to break the cycle. And that's what we're talking about, guys and girls. And everybody that shows us love and I appreciate you. And I love Purcell for talking about punching dents in cars. That's an inside joke. But you got to break the cycle, man. You know, you can't always give your hands and feet, Erica. <laughs> and that's what Kate does. He wanted to pull me into the night. And you can't always do that. And, like, you can't always punch dents in cars. And you can't always say, you know, fuck all your responsibilities. And sometimes you got to change and break the cycle and wake up a little earlier to get your ass to work on time. Or sometimes you got to put that drink down and go home to your girl and do what you got to do at home because you're about to get your ass put out. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> if you spit on me, I'm a blackout. I told out. you, man. You was waiting for that. I <laughs> the fuck on me if you want. I'm firing myself because I told you, I, 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 I can't follow that one, Kay. I'm sorry. See, you see, that's what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about because every, the decision I broke it down and made it that simple because that's the easiest thing that can trigger you and take you to the left lane. It's the easiest thing. Now, now let me give you a flip to that, right? Yeah, but that's a bad, that's a tough one, okay? I know, I know, but let me give you a flip to that. Say, say, the, say, <laughs> say that person that spits on you, right? Otherwise, they spit on you, right? They spit on you, and you take the avenue of talking so much shit that they swing on you, right? You talk so much shit that they end up swinging on you. Now you have the legal right to beat the shit out of them. And you win in that argument. Hands down. Hands down. Am I right or wrong? I don't know, man. See? See? It's, it's all about the choices you make. It me. is. Now, I'm not to be serious, though. Like, I'm not going to leave you on the line. It becomes self-defense at that point. I know, look, it was it was so brash. It was so harsh. I'm thinking thinking about just, just the mere thought of somebody spitting on you, disrespecting you, throwing their, their bodily fluids on you. Yeah, I, it just tosses you. You see? See, look, mom going, going ham. Yeah, that's, but, that's, <laughs> but that's to the point. Like, if a, if a person does that to you, though, like they don't have any regard for your for your decision that you're gonna make. <laughs> like they don't they, care. They're they're jeopardizing your life and theirs at that point. They know they exactly, and they have the full control over the situation because they already know what you're going to do when that happens. 
They've already won in that instance. They have already beat you. Whatever, if because if you make that decision, they have already won no matter what. Well, no I, I'll what. concur that that's probably one of the toughest situations to break the cycle in, uh, especially <laughs> with the chat, because they're definitely firing <laughs> off. But, man, episode 32 was good, man. It, it was fun. It was another, uh, you know, deep topic that can, that's a suicide attack, right? <laughs> it's jumping off the ledge. It, it's something else that gets, that gets your brain working. It's when it's too much, too much, right? And mm-hmm. like we said, look at yourself in the mirror. Um, but yeah, man, we appreciate you as always. Uh, K does you gotta get some rest, bro. You can't be out here working all these damn hours. I need you. Look, we're here, we're always here. We're gonna be on Facebook, we're gonna be on YouTube, we're gonna be on IG, we're gonna be everywhere. We will be here. It's never Spotify, iTunes. We will do what we gotta do to get where we need to go. Uh, we still taking some more videos for this all dressed up podcast at gmail.com. Tell us why you love what we do. Uh, and why why you tune in every week without fail, no exceptions. We appreciate you. We love you. Coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's still going to be been, here. It's been two weeks, but it's coming. Uh, the mouth is the dirtiest part of the body. Keep them fluids. I have triggered, y'all. Yeah, I'm telling you. my dukes fired up over here in the chat. That's what I'm talking about. Mishrona came yeah, through live and direct. Triggered. Woo! I'm telling you, man. That's my nah, but you, man. Change your life. Highlight us though on all the all the platforms. Give us some topics, man. Also hit me up on Instagram and hit K does up and let us know what you guys want us to talk about live. We're everywhere. Uh we're enjoying this uh this trip. Episode 33 next week. Episode 33. Larry Bird. Oh, that's Bird. <laughs> ended on a high note. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to find players for each episode on and popping. Forgot about that secret clearance. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> She's still going. Oh shit! That secret clearance going out the door after that spit go. Right. Spit fly, boy. You you got to look. You got to look at YouTube. But how many fights start with spit flying at the other person? They just man. Really, I don't know. Once you brought spit up, I blacked out, man. I can't. exactly see what I'm talking about. Exactly. Maybe like my one contacts day, would... already bother me. I can't look. think of spit. Look, I, if we get back to if we get back to this conversation, I will I will share a a serious serious situation that happened in real life that was life it was like a life and death situation. I had to make a decision on the fly. I, well, I probably you know what I'm gonna tell it next week. I'm gonna put the cliffhanger <laughs> there. I'm gonna tell it next week, and it's it's damn near you got to tell it. You you so got to tell it next week. Yeah, it's damn near just as bad as somebody spitting in your face. Now I'll share that. I'll spare that knowledge with y'all. But yeah, um, what you got to go out, man? I love y'all. What you, what you got? Nah, out? man, you know, like I said, episode 32 in the books, it's been real, man. I've uh, been really consistent. Look at Erica saying, tell us nope. now. Uh, nope. We got to save that for the next time, the next show, episode 33. We appreciate everybody that comes doing supports. Like K. Dizzle said, it's probably a little bit more than six now, but it doesn't matter to us. Like if it was just three of you guys, we appreciate you very much. Um, you know, we spend about an hour and an hour and a half with you guys each and every week. We talk about things that a lot of us think about at home, right? And sometimes we, we want to be able to have a platform to be able to address some of these things. So always come through and chop it up with us. We got big things coming. And uh, thank you again. Thank you again. We love y'all. And come on anytime, man. We Not only is this a platform for us, but we provide a platform for you guys to come in and share your feelings, thoughts, and emotions. And, and we all need an outlet. We all need to be expressed. Some of the things that are on our minds and on our brains. And we all got to have a place where it's safe. 
is a safe space. Y'all crazy, but we love y'all. Rona, and look, and before be on time know, next time. I don't, I don't want to hear about the I missed the episode excuse on Wednesday because, like I told my last friend that told me that, we're recorded. We still <laughs> are recorded. You can check us out on Spotify, on iTunes. I when do. you're cooking your breakfast, when you're cooking your grits, you know, just turn it on. Just play it over in the corner on your uh, on your Amazon Echo. We still sound the same and we still talk our shit. <laughs> we love y'all, man. We out. Peace. You know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we know, we go all in. You know, you know, and I know, and I know, and they know, they know, and we know, we know, we go all.